You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Hey, what do you say we kick the nacelles on this thing and take her out for a spin? It's 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. You're plugged into Mission Log, and it's time for Mission Log Live. I'm John Champion. And I'm Holly Amos. Welcome back to the live version of Mission Log, where we welcome guests from all over the Star Trek universe. And most importantly, we welcome you, our listeners, to call in with your comments and questions, and you will definitely want to call in tonight. Yes, because tonight, waiting patiently in the virtual wings, is the one and only Fred Tatashore. You know his voice from only about a million projects, and most recently from Star Trek Lower Decks, Season 1, as Lieutenant Shacks, and so much more, but we'll get into that. Call in now. Use the Zoom meeting link, or you can use the one tap from your smartphone, or you can dial us the old-fashioned way with the number that you see on screen and in the chat, and just use the meeting code and password. Earl will pick up, and he'll connect you to us and then we will chat away. Speaking of chatting, Holly, so great to see you because I've been gone. Well, we've all been gone, and then I was gone, and you and Norman got to kick it off. I hope you had a great time last week. I did. It was really fun just, you know. I mean, yeah. what was the last time that I like actually <laughs> talked on air? Like March? It's It's been a while, yes. It's yes. been a while. Uh, so. But excellent. And uh, will I see you in Vegas? Because I didn't get to stick around for the chat. So You will uh, not see I will me not. in Vegas. Okay. We're holding I am, out for April. I am holding out for April, yeah, for Chicago. Chicago. I'm very excited for Chicago. I've already, I think I have all my costumes planned already. And probably multiple changes a day on some days. Always. And interestingly enough, like, I am able to, like, I I have something going that I would not dare to wear in Vegas in August, even in an air-conditioned state. Because April in Chicago is cold. Yes. Ish. Yes. And Vegas in August makes me want to die. (laughs) Well, yeah, for so, many reasons. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So I have something something planned that I would not have even dared. Okay. Well, I cannot wait to see what that will be. Uh, well, it's so good to be doing the show with you again and, and see you again after a little while. And speaking of seeing people that I haven't seen in a while, there's all the people in the chat right now on Facebook, and I can't wait to say hello to all of you. Just quickly looking at the list right now, there's Mike, there's Brian, there's Dave, there's other Dave, pretty sure. Uh, there's Connie, Randy, Chris, Paul, ooh, 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 do I have another Paul? Paul. Yes, I have all two Pauls. Pauls. Uh, I don't know if I have all the Pauls yet, but we're, we're so close. There's Tara, uh, let's see, there's Scott, uh, there's Peter, there's, ooh, do I have another Scott? I'll, I'll check back to see if there's another Scott. There's Matthew, uh, all the Daves jumping in. John Arminios, so Always. good to see you. Always. Carlos, Mark, uh, Casey yelling out Cooley, of course. So I imagine John Cooley is in there as well. Ooh, there's the other Scott. Hello, Scott Palm. Thanks for saying hi to me and Holly. So, uh, yes, you all know what to do. You all should join us because you will absolutely want to talk to our guest tonight. Holly, please remind people how to do exactly that. Ah, you're going to call... Yes. Six six nine That's yes. what you're going to do. And you're going to talk to Earl first, and then you're going to talk to us. Yes, very good. And <laughs> if we can see your face, we'd love to see your face. 
click on that Zoom link, and uh, that would be the other way to catch. Yeah. It. Ooh, ooh. By the way, uh, oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, no. Somebody just said we have Paul Factor two. So Only two. Yeah, I, yeah. So I, we don't. We had three or four last week. So yeah, yeah. We don't have a Paul Factor yet, but keep okay. trying, keep trying. Yeah. Somebody says Paul Factor two, Mister Sulu three as soon as she'll take it. So uh, thank you, Chris, for, for keeping us on our toes here with that. Hey, let's talk very quickly about what's coming up uh, next week on – actually, this week. No, next week on Mission Log Live on the live I don't live know where show. you guys are. I know, I know. We're so we're all over the place. Trent Venegas uh, is coming on as a special guest. He, of course, co-host of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Mm-hmm. That is the special limited edition podcast happening right now. And then we will have one more special guest from – lower decks before we kick off our coverage of season two when ashley v robinson will be back in the co-host seat so uh looking forward to that looking forward to ashley joining us for season two now this week on mission log ds9 image in the sand a full two no one no one episode into season yeah, seven one. of deep space nine they they're they're all running together holly these long arcs they well i i mean i i i i yeah. We were talking about last week's episode and how you were Jadzia was going to die, and that's the end yeah. of oh, season six. Oh, did you, oh, spoiler! Okay. Oh, spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, in the news, a little bit. What's been going on in the world of Trekdom? Well, uh, just within the last week, we had the trailer for season two of Lower Decks drop, and the trailer for Prodigy dropped. And Holly, my God, there's a Tom Paris commemorative plate coming. Now, you know a thing or two about licensing at CBS. Can, can you just imagine that they were chomping at the bit, ready to do a Tom Paris commemorative plate in animation form in real life? Would, would that have been a source I, of excitement? No, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we had, I'm sure that they still do, and that's how this, this plate came to fruition. But, you know, we had a lot of really weird pipe dreams of things that we really want. I still want a Gorn Eye disco ball. I want like a transporter, TOS transporter dance floor. Like I have a whole disco planned out and that's with Marion Cordry. Um, But yeah, Marion Cordry and John Van Sitters, who were the two people that I worked with who are still at CBS. Like we all had these weird pipe dreams. So when that, when that came out, when that was, you know, announced, I was like, Oh, that's pretty par for the course that, that, that sounds up <laughs> brand for them yeah good good call excellent well i look forward to all of that uh, by the way any quick reactions on the prodigy trailer i'm just curious because that that is so new to all of us it's um, really i mean so i i don't think that people expected prodigy to be as pretty as it is because it's like a children's show mm-hmm. the backgrounds are incredible and the characters are so fun and if yeah. they if they do anything mean to Murph, I'm going to be sad. Yeah, yeah, no, I agreed. I think it looks so cool, and that was the thing that shocked me is the the production value there. It's a very different look from Lower Decks, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I, I was blown away for something again that is intended as a kids show. That was right, yeah, big surprise. So uh, glad to see that coming. Can't wait until we get into Lower Decks and Prodigy and all of the above when those shows launch and. Since we are speaking of Lower Decks, it's time that we welcome in our very special guest. So remember, all of you who are watching right now, I see the Zoom password on screen. You know what to do. You call us, you click the thing, you pick up the thing, you call the thing, then you're on with us. We have a guest tonight from Star Trek Lower Decks. His name is Fred Tatashore. He is a, an, an actor and voice talent that you have heard 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, let's let's see the start. Star Wars, Star Trek. I mean, for that matter, literally every single production where there has been voice talent ever used in the last several years, he's in it. He's that good and he is that in demand. You've heard his work. You just might not know it. Oh, yeah. And we'll get into all of that. We were going to go through the whole list, the entire thing. We're going to be on eight hours just to go through the IMDb list. Uh, (laughs) You know him, you love him as Lieutenant Shax, the late great security officer of the USS Cerritos on Lower Decks. I'm just going to say it right now. He is our favorite funky little Shax, Fred Tatashore. Welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) That was so very kind. Lieutenant Shax reporting for duty. How are you? <laughs> already, you're already in character. Oh, that oh, is Holly, John, it's so good to see you guys. Thank you so much for having Thank me. Thank you for joining it's us. Honor to uh, be here. And you're you're one of those great guests where you're already set up with the perfect audio setting. I mean, <laughs> well, you know. Thank you. Yeah. Ladies that's... and gentlemen, here we are. <laughs> back at the show, ladies and gentlemen. No, I don't. This is uh, <laughs> Take that's... it easy, people. All right. <laughs> I don't care for this place. (laughs) This makes me incredibly happy. All right. All right. Look, first bit of business before we bring us. I know that we have a a caller standing by. Uh, First bit of business, though, right off the bat, because everybody in our audience, whether they're live or listening later, they're all thinking or saying the same thing to themselves, which is, okay, Lieutenant Shaxx heroically sacrificed himself at the end of the first season of Lower Decks. Now, now we, we all get it that you've done other voices on Lower Decks. We'll talk about some of those. Um, and we know that you can never spoil anything about an upcoming production. So the best we can just ask is like, look, if the producers asked you to come back, would you consider coming back in some capacity on Lower Decks? By the profits. Absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, absolutely. I'm such a fan. I, I mean, I, I know as you all are. And it, yeah. so it's very, it's, it's amazing when you get to work on something you grew up with. I've been watching the original episodes. I mean, as long as I can remember, I've been a fan. And so it's, you know, I just pinch myself. No, I, I do work on the show playing a bunch of different aliens. So that's nice, at least to be on utility. What they mean by utility is you get to play different characters throughout a show. And that's, that's good. So at least Shax died doing what he loved doing, which was kicking ass and being, uh, being heroic. And, sure. if, and so many characters I have in all different universes, Star Wars, Star Trek, I, I die. Many of my characters never make it. And so it's, it's nice when someone keeps you on and it's like, no, you'll be this other guy and this, this alien over here and this is, you know. And it's, and it's doubly fun because, as you know, most of these aliens have existed uh, through the whole yeah. all right. very real Star Trek show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah so, I mean, you yeah. voiced an Adogian, which is like so like it, it we've only ever seen them in the original animated series oh yeah. i know and holly it's been it's so funny to try to do your homework because you do you have to do homework it, you look it up Wait, your homework is like watching cartoons. five episodes yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watching cartoons. Yeah. no but it is and you try to track it down you're like hmm that guy sounds a little different than that you know like oh okay that's what they're looking for you know but it's really right. that's a, it's a fun uh it's fun research, but you're right. It's they they went random. I mean, not random. Yeah. They, went real, they went deep cuts, right? Ooh, yes. Have, I mean, we have the Andorans. We have all that, but like we, we went really deep with some of this stuff. The, the writers and Mike are all fans too. So oh, like, they are. I fully 
expected it to be hardcore deep cuts. And you bring that up. You're absolutely right, Mike. Uh, and and all the writers uh, and directors are, are fans. And mm-hmm. and so they're very serious about it. And when this first came up, when this audition, when we were auditioning for this, I thought it was a spoof. I did, we didn't know anything. You know, when we go mm-hmm. into auditions, we don't know what this project's really going to be. We just kind of get the sense of the characters. And I'm thinking, well, there's no way this is Star Trek. You know, like there's no way... <laughs> They would ever let this happen, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's too, it's too wackadoodle, but it's kind of serious at the same time, and it's well, like, and yeah, it's a real Star Trek. You know? So, so I, I might be jumping to the end here, but Please. how do, how did they present that to you? Because okay, you go into your audition, you get the gig, but mm-hmm. then presumably you have a conversation with Mike or or mm-hmm. some of the other uh, creators behind this, mm-hmm. and they say like. Okay, here's our vision. It's Star Trek, but it's comedy, but it's real, you know, in that it's part of the ongoing story here. Canon. How did they Yeah, can it. Oh, he said the C word. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, how do they present that to you to get you to wrap your mind around? Actually, John, that's pretty much it. Uh, okay. and especially cuz you're going in not so much with the concept because it's a very it's a, a script you're reading and and you're getting a sense you really have to focus on the character that you're uh, I mean I always love to know the tone of the thing if you're going mm-hmm. to do it and auditions really important to know you know is this cinema verite what 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 is what are we looking for here and and it just came down to the fact like no he's really hard hard knocks mm-hmm. this is this guy and now we can find the humor through the truth of it was right? he always but a Bajoran? It's not a joke hmm was yeah. he always a Bajoran? Like I believe so, although I was not aware of that uh, originally. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know no what way. I mean? Yeah. I'm sure he was. By the way, I'm sure he was. I just it, for some reason it didn't mm. in my sides. I don't remember it coming up. Mm, okay. I just knew he was a big, you know, real big badass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, okay. Uh, and he became he as as I after the audition, I found out more about him, and and he became much more of a. Um, Real humanitarian, not humanitarian, <laughs> but like a, a real, he's actually a caring, protective yeah. guy you want on your side. So yeah. the humor for me was this guy who just wants to destroy everything. And, you know, like his first answer is to fight <laughs> or, you know, like, this doesn't make sense. I don't like these controls. You know, like it's, it's like me and my computer. You're like, I don't understand, you know, and, yeah. and that's like not the guy you want in charge of security necessarily (laughs) but it was but yet then you realize how heroic he is and how much he looks after his team and how much how important it is and uh how much heart he has and uh how much uh pain he's been through (laughs) so you you kind of get it after a while i I think my favorite exchange happens in about two seconds which is something's happening to the cerritos and shax's you you know recommendation of what to do uh, we should set (laughs) self-destruct the guy's like no no destroy the war it's my favorite thing so yes. you basically want to destroy the thing Star Trek is based on. Like, yes, you know, like yes. I just say we destroy the warp core. Yeah. We shut it down. <laughs> All right. Like, uh, no. 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 It's not Eddie, what we're going to do. You know, any other suggestion is fine. Right. Captain, I suggest we fire upon them. No, no, no. <laughs> Can you just wait? You know, just like. <laughs> you know. uh, one of the other things that I want to touch back on that you you said earlier was uh, you mentioned utility characters, utility yes. actors who can come in and do multiple voices. Yeah, I immediately think about you know James Doohan on the original series did yes. pretty much 
anything that was a male character that was right. not Kirk, Spock, McCoy. Right. And it, kind of amazing like that. When you get hired, and, and maybe it's specific to this, maybe it happens in other places, when you get hired to play uh, a prominent role like Lieutenant Shaxx, that they also say, hey, we want you to fill in all these other things too, or do they realize, ooh, wait, we have somebody who is talented who can do all these other voices. Let's just throw those at them as they come along. Yeah, it's it's both, actually, yeah. Oh, okay. For, for some shows like this and Troll Hunters. I, I worked on, um, I had a main character, Arg, but I played like a hundred different uh, characters that they threw at me, which was yeah. really cool. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Guillermo del Toro was like really a wonderful guy to work with who really loved, he just loves that, you know, <laughs> just like, yeah. oh, try something else, try something weird. Uh, whereas Family Guy, for example, and that was one of my first shows that I really launched in for, uh, I'm basic, occasionally I play a main guest role or whatever but most of my job is you know i'm bono mark twain in a toilet all in one show you know you know or cop number three <laughs> you know, like you, right you don't right. know what you're gonna be in those you know so right. um so it, it depends on the show and kind of who's who's doing it and what they want what the expectation is this is kind of great because you have a care you know this was great have a character and then there's a dozen aliens that need some crazy sounds or sure. just another lieutenant somewhere, you know, another from another starship, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Hey, and uh, we're going to jump over to Chris in just a moment, but I, I, we have a question here in the chat from David who says, so one of the first things Fred said in jest was, by the prophets. I was wondering how much did Fred research about Bajorans and their history since there is so much of it? Yeah. It's a great question. You do. Yeah. It, it mm. is a great question, and the answer is, uh, yeah, you do. Um, mm. it, for me, though, that particular thing is ongoing because it goes deep. The Bajoran thing goes a long way. You know, like there's there's a lot. So I'm constantly looking up a thing or making a reference to it or how would he respond to this. It, it, so, yes, uh, it's fascinating. And that is one of the greatest things about Star Trek is you can do that. Yeah. You can actually yeah. – and so, yes, I'm I'm fascinated with it, and it's very different. <laughs> it's like, and it also defines him, you know, in many ways. Sure. So, yeah. So, uh, yes, in answer to your question, yes, you have to look up. I mean, I'm not an expert in any of it, but you do. You have to. It's yeah. like if you have to learn the languages, uh, which too. you have worked with. Yes. The, the amazing Mark Okrand, who oh, is the was, creator of the Klingon language. He was fantastic. I've never even met Mark in person, oh. so, like, I want to know. <laughs> My, you should, because you speak Klingon, right? I do, right. and, like, the Klingon Language Institute is in Chicago, which is another reason why I'm excited for the next official convention to be in Chicago. Like, I'm oh, hoping maybe he'll be there in there some capacity. I would hope, because he's got an interesting story. It's just that he's a linguist. Yes. We've been doing this thing. And I think the first time he had to do it was for Christopher Lloyd mm -hmm. uh, in the and, – and they were yeah. – yeah, from three. And yeah. it was funny because he's, I think, a, just out of being a student at, or he was doing all this stuff. And they said, could you go to Christopher Lloyd's house and teach him this stuff? He's like, sure, fine. And he did. And Christopher Lloyd was brilliant, as he is. He's yes. truly yes. – he's yeah. one of the great actors. And – um they were afraid at the time. They said, well, was he okay with it? I'm like, yeah. 
Was he like Jim from Taxi? Now, many of you may not know his brilliant character. Most people know Doc from Back to the Future. But yes. do yourself yeah. a favor. Reverend watch a YouTube of uh, Taxi or something, Netflix, and watch Jim Ignatowski. Oh, oh, I could have had a sandwich. You know, you know, whatever. You know, just he's this crazy dude. And uh, and it's really funny because you can kind of hear the voice with Captain Kirk. This is your opponent speaking. <laughs> you know, like like you can hear it, right? But right. Uh, Mark didn't think anything of it because he didn't know who Jim from Taxi was. This guy's a you know linguist student. He's not watching TV. <laughs> He's, yeah, and yeah. he just said, "No, the guy handled it perfectly." And it's amazing. We were just saying earlier how many people um, Klingons didn't have to speak Klingon. Right. Uh, right. That. Yeah. yeah. And so my they, friend, Dave, yeah. They didn't speak it in the original series no, no, or at even, all. Or yeah. even later. You know, yeah, you're the, right. Yeah. The, the, TM, the, yes. the motion picture, they're just like, it's gibberish that Duhan came up right. with. And then it got mm-hmm. flushed out for Star Trek Three because Nimoy being Nimoy wanted yeah. an I actual think, language. But I think yeah. Michael Dorn got lucky, too. He, I don't think he yes. had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, no, uh, yeah, he then. But I think he does what he, I think he said that to me. He didn't have to do too much, but. But uh, there are some that uh, – and it's really funny, too, because I was with my friend David Soboloff, who's this fantastic actor and a, a voice that you just – will untie your shoes. It's just an amazing voice, big voice guy. <laughs> just, I just love him. And so he was rewriting it phonetically. And we were all trying to, like, get these lines right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he would sit – and Mark sat with us in the recording and kind of like okay here here's what it is and i i was one of the captains i was calling the ship in if you land you are in klingon territory you will be sh- you know shot down and, and this is this is for into darkness to be yes, clear, into darkness. correct okay. that's right that's right should have prefaced that and so uh and it, we were all just starstruck <laughs> and i was because it all you know in these kind of things and it's to this day it's like this for me it's, it becomes the chris farley show you know i meet mark Orkram, like <laughs> so um <laughs> It's pretty cool. So how, I guess we're, the session's done. How would we say goodbye? Cling on. And he's like, we wouldn't. <laughs> oh, God, that's you know awesome. what I mean? I was just so like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> uh, hey, by the way, we, we have an in-universe explanation for Jimmy Dewan being everywhere in TAS from Chris Riker. He says, Scotty had his transwarp beam in a suitcase. His voice is everywhere because they're all little Scotties. So thank you, Chris, for finally explaining what was happening in TAS. That's right. That's uh, right. There you go. Look, Chris, you, you got applause from Fred <laughs> and on. his magic computer. All little Scotties. <laughs> Hey, let's uh, say hello to Chris, who has been patiently waiting to jump in here. Chris, any any voices you want to lay on us? Uh, any Hi, uh, Hollywood stories? How are you doing tonight, man? <laughs> hey, Chris. I'm, do- I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good to see you, John, Holly. Good, good to, to see, see you, man. Fred. Yeah, um, yeah this, is, this has been very nice. I had a very good Comic Con. I got I got a couple Mondo posters, which I'm very excited oh, about. Sweet. Oh, so, Mondos yeah. are fantastic. This it, is actually it, one of them I got. It's cropped, but it's it's a Logan poster for ooh, the. Yeah, keep nice. that. That's already yeah. worth money. <laughs> it, it, yeah, um, but no, this is very. I was so I was curious. In Lower Decks, we don't get a lot of Shaq's backstory that I can remember. We know he likes blowing up the warp core, and uh, <laughs> that he's a Joran, and sort of like you talked about the sort of like Papa Bear protective thing. But mm-hmm. I was curious, um, why, why and when do you think Shaxx joined Starfleet? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I think wow. it was right after 
oh boy, it was probably, I, I, I think it was, and again, I don't want to step on any toes of the writers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Course, it's always like dangerous when voice actors start saying, no, you see, it was right after the Cardassian thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go, fault, and his whole village was destroyed, you see. Uh, and, and their, he, toe, their toes will heal. They're he, not delicate. I know. And he lost a lot of people is what I'm thinking. And there's, those yeah. scars are very real. And I think yeah. it might have been a little later in his life, you know. Uh, um, yeah, I think he was well steeped into the Bajoran culture, is my is my thinking. And he okay. was and very that. much yeah. And I think he just uh, <clears throat> he was the right he was the right guy. He was really the right guy for the the cause. And I think he believed that this was a better group. Because <laughs> yeah. even even then he had to leave his own as they did, you know, their own sure. Group. So um yeah, so I think I'm going to say as a by the way, that is a stupefying like a question that is just like, oh, I don't even know how to answer that. But yeah, in my <laughs> but it, it, you but you bring up a point is in my mind's eye, I am thinking he was a little bit a little bit later and I think he fought many wars and I think he decided this is a much better place to be. Um, that's that's mm-hmm. something that's cool about Lower Decks. It's cool about a lot of modern Star Trek is the diversity of the casts, and you see that in in animation form. I like the fact that Shax has a little bit of age on him. Yes. I like the fact that he's probably been through a lot before he even got there. That's you know, what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's not that's, a bunch of like thirty he... year olds on the bridge. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't really respond to like the regular stuff, <laughs> like right. the way you're supposed to. The proper. Right. Uh, forms and i think he's been through yeah. i think he's been his his life is martial i think it, mm-hmm. i think he had tremendous losses and i think that the the crew has now become his family and mm-hmm. uh and he felt uh, as he died too you know the baby bear bajoran bear you know i'm going to we're, this is this was almost like his own tribe <laughs> yeah you know right it's really worth protecting and uh once he's as tough as he is, once he's on your side, he's he sticks to it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, nice. and uh, and yeah, even as tough as he is, there's a softy in there. But he's really like he doesn't lose very often. <laughs> Which <laughs> that's no. sort of a running theme with most of the Bajorans that we know. I mean, you think of all like, of them. Row. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. take it easy. Hardcore. <laughs> They were talking about, I mean, as I did a little research on it, it was kind of an answer to Israel-Palestine. Not to get into that, but it was people who had been, and pick your side. It doesn't, not you Mm -hmm. know, it was just the idea of uh, an oppressed people Mm -hmm. who have had to get by, uh, you know, really on their own. Do you have a favorite Bajoran character? Aside well, from right now, your own. Him. Yeah. Aside uh, from your own, man. No, come on no, now. Who's the one? Who is? Let me think. There's a few, actually. Let me look. Let me throw some names at me. I, I, oh, well, I, I mean, the two most well-known are, are Rolaren and Kira Norris. Kira Norris. That's like, yeah. That's yeah. yeah Kira. Yeah, and then there's there's uh, yeah, they come up every now and then. You see, you, you see it, but the, the, but like you say, they have that same. They all have that same sort of edge quality to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've just been through it. You know, and yeah. and they have. Yeah, and they, they 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 had a very bad enemy. Look, I mean, Holly, we know right off the bat, it's not Vedic Burial in any way, shape, or form. It's I not, win. 
It's not Kai Wynn. I hate her. Never, I hate her. Never. You hate Kai. Why? Never. It could, it could be Opaka. So- Kai Opaka was all right. She was. Opaka, Opaka was no, no. Cool. Opaka was fine. Wynn was yeah. terrible. But the thing is, is like you're supposed to hate her, and the actress uh, Fletcher did Louis such Fletcher, a good yeah. job. Like I yeah. don't like her at all. But you're not supposed to. Like I. She did a great job. Oh, every time we're every time we're watching DS9 and she comes on the screen, I just the hair on the back of my neck stands up and I just get chill. I got to talk about Kai Wen. The episode where she's just like head to head with with uh, Keiko about like the school. I'm like, can you? I don't like. Can you leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awful. She's but she's supposed to be. I know, but she's awful in a way that just feels so real that it uh, becomes painful. Hey, uh, here's an interesting question, by the way, from somebody named Bob Amos. Oh, hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. (laughs) He asks, uh, has there been any voice that you just could not do? And I, I assume that's for Fred, not for any of us. But but Fred, I can't do any voices. Uh, yeah. well, <laughs> First of go. all, I never get to do my own voice, which is this, <laughs> which is really annoying. Because uh, you know, they expect me to have a certain way, and this is it, shame. guys. This is that's it. It's a damn shame. It really is. Oh, it happens all the time. You're always you're always uh, put up against something where you think, my gosh, I just for some reason, or if your voice is not feeling right that day and you got to go really high. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it, it, it happens all the time with stuff where you're like, you kind of hit the mark and then you feel like, oh, uh, or, or dialects. You know, you have to really mm-hmm. learn different dialects. And uh, so you might say, oh, wow, that, that Australian or that New Zealand one was tough or that Boston one was tough. You know, like little little things that you have to, to learn. Yeah, no, there's there's <laughs> there's been a few or if you have to sing. Uh, mm-hmm. in a character voice and, and that particular voice doesn't want to hit certain notes. <laughs> you know, like it's, 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 it, oh yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the, is this your, your father? Just please, sir, this is a regular struggle. <laughs> this is, this is the bane of my, you know, like this just happens, you know, yeah. and, uh, oh yeah, and you try to find your way around it. More often than not, though, um, <clears throat> You won't get that job. Like, if, if, if you are not hitting the mark, you can try. Like this happens every day with auditions. You're, you'll do something and you're like, I don't think I'm, I'm just too low for that or I'm not hitting it quite right or, 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 or you're good enough. This is a really funny thing that happens with voice actors. You become like the third string guy. Like, you're third string. You know, you know, like you know, or you're, you know, like, right, or or whatever, you know. It could be you could be almost good at it, pretty good, but there's always somebody who's just, you know, like Donald. There's always someone who's sure. just like, oh no, they've got this, you know. And so, it, so that you so it answered your question, many too many to mention. <laughs> you know? uh, on a somewhat similar note here, Paul, one of our Pauls, asks. Does Fred dream in character voices? <laughs> yes, I. Let's take a deep breath and think about what we're dreaming. Yes, I do. I, I actually, I, I, it's crazy, but voices, I'm doing the voices, the characters are talking to me. It's no joke. I mean, even last night. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm really not kidding. It's just, wow. it, I think when you do something a lot, it sometimes comes back in your, uh, in your, your dream state. And so, yes, I dream, 
I'm not always doing the. Sometimes I'm doing the voices, or I'll dream I'm doing uh, uh, a character, and then I play it back, and it doesn't sound like anything I just did. That's scary. Mm-hmm. The best one, though, and this has less to do with voice, but you all who are heavy-duty dreamers will appreciate this. I'll have a dream where I have to read a script. And the script, if you try reading in a dream, is really hard. And everyone's <laughs> like, just read the line. I can't. You know, and then, or I got presented. This is my favorite one. We're doing a new way we're doing scripts. It's in blocks. I went, oh. And so there's a ton of blocks. And I had to figure out what I was supposed to say from those blocks. And everybody was fine with it but me. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, you know what to do, right? You just put the thing there and put that. I'm like, oh, I don't, I, uh, okay. <laughs> See, this is right. This is the voice actor's nightmare. Yeah, you that's know, the right. luxury of, of working with a script in front of a mic. But the script You know, work. a stage actor, their yes. nightmare is either walking on stage with, uh, you know, they don't remember their lines yeah. or they're no rehearsal. Kid, or, yeah, yeah, no rehearsal, whatever. You, you literally you, don't know what yeah, yeah, you, it's just you can't see the words. That, that's, and in I, both I of it. those, if you guys all have those nightmares, here's the answer. is, it, But you have to have a little bit of lucid dreaming. If you know you're dreaming, just start mm. talking. <laughs> just start <laughs> saying anything. It's fine. Amazing. <laughs> and I had the actor dream where I walked on stage, and I had no rehearsal, no idea, and I just yeah. started going off on <laughs> <laughs> and you were brilliant in it, right? I hope. The, the, yeah. It seemed okay. Okay. There's another one where I was Santa Claus and I had a whole thing and there were kids I was letting down because I didn't know what I was doing. It was just, <laughs> it's all about disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Chris, uh, any other questions or comments tonight? Oh, these are such good questions. Away? Chris, yeah. I, I'm yeah, serious. I, I'm going to have to like... Uh, write write something and get well, back I to mean, you. First of all, I just want to say his life is Marshall is like a great quote. That okay. was that just is going to live rent-free in my brain as Goodness. I'm doing my Lower Decks rewatch. Um, <laughs> the other thing, I know that you don't often, when you're doing voice work, get to like be in the same room with people, but I'm curious, on Troll Hunters, did you ever get to work with Anton? Or if you have any oh, fun Anton Only stories? once. Only once. What a great... Oh, man. Yeah. That was awful yeah he's amazing and he had such that as you know that spirit you know that just was like just threw himself right in and he was perfect he was and no only one time our original record i got to meet him so he was doing it he was doing it with his partner it was and it was great they was just like they were fantastic uh you know toby and you know him and they they were working together just brilliantly um and uh i got to witness it so I was in the control booth watching them before I went on. Um, so no, I just, but I, again, uh, not to be cliche, but I couldn't say enough good things about that guy and just like what he did and what he brought to everything, <laughs> you know, nice. just that, that, that spirit, man. Yeah. He was great. Nice. It was a very <laughs> tough thing <laughs> for everybody, you know? Yeah. Chris, uh, thank you so much. We're, we're going to move along here because I had a little uh, mid-show announcement, uh, but we will say goodnight to you and hope to see you soon. Chris, and uh, then, of course. Uh, we'll ask John yeah. to hang on. Nice right. to meet you all. Nice to meet you. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Yeah. Take care. 
Hey, uh, we're going to take just a moment here for a word from our sponsor, which uh, actually, well, our sponsor is you. Our sponsor is all of you who have joined us on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Mission Log. Cannot thank you enough. We have an amazing Discord going over there. Our nice private little community for, well, there's a lot of Trek talk, but then because it's me, there's uh, food and beverage talk. There's travel talk. There's all kinds of talk going on. So join us there. Patreon.com slash mission log, and you can hop into our Discord. And the other thing that we want to mention is that we still have our giveaway happening of season three of Star Trek Discovery, now out on Blu-ray, DVD, and limited edition steelbook. These are the must-have collections, or, or the must-have collection features, all 13 episodes, and also includes over two hours of special features, including deleted scenes, behind-the-scenes featurettes, cast interviews, and a Gag reel. Gag reel! <laughs> Own Star Trek Discovery Season 3 on Blu-ray and DVD now from CBS and Paramount Home Entertainment. And we are giving away five, yes, count them, five copies of that DVD set. And you can enter one way and one way only. You can email us at contest at roddenberry.com with the secret password in the subject line. Holly, would you like to share what the secret password is i would love to the secret password is uss nog oh so put uss nog in the subject line when you email contest at roddenberry.com and you will be entered to win one of those five copies now that contest runs through july 29th we will three days three days we will randomly pick our winner then and uh good luck to all of you all right so, uh, waiting patiently again in the room. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Oh, oh, Paul says, has Fred ever been on a gag reel? Oh. Oh, that's a good question. That like, is a do good you guys question. have gag reels? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. <laughs> there's so few that we ever get to show later on. Usually it's a video. Usually it's a video commentary. You know, at the end right. of something. Uh, right. You know, like, yeah. Right. But a gag reel, like, in terms of, like, well, how do you mean? Like, just, like, any any outtakes, any anything? Yeah, to- I imagine, like, obviously, like, when you're recording your voice, you're not filming yourself at the same time. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit different. But, yeah, outtakes. Oh, yeah. Tons of that. One of my favorite things I wish I could get my hands on, and I don't know where is uh, I worked on Gladiator, one of my first big movies. I, I did a lot of ADR for Gladiator. And also I did a lot of stuff for Kung Fu movies where I overdubbed. Miramax was trying to do stuff oh, where awesome. they didn't want like the, hey, you, get over here. You know, they wanted like it to be really, really on point. And there were times the things that we would end up saying or have to say, they were so funny. And I said, please make a video. Get this together. There's, there's oh, are we? This is this is a careful PG rating right here. Yeah, we're we're PG thirteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't go into it then. But okay. <laughs> you know, it was just there was just some moments where it, the the lip flaps just like matched up so perfectly with some other things that were they could be like, you know, we're screwed. You know, you know like in, in a scene where uh, the gladiators are fighting each other and and you know the the Romans are coming in and you know. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I wish I had some of these outtakes. We had a bunch, but I, again, people don't want them released, so I don't know where they, where they are. But that's super um, cool. Yeah, Gabriel, um, I love that stuff. I really. Oh do. yeah, 
Uh, Dave in the chat says, I just had a major thought. Shax for Star Trek Online. Fred should voice Shax in the game, maybe a recording or something, or some time travel. Uh, they'll figure it out, whatever it is. But yes, I love that. Oh, We're going Dex yes, yeah. into <laughs> totally. STO. That would what are we be, doing here? Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. What the heck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Cryptic has already thought of that. I, I'm sure they have, and and keep you know he, he takes his game to happen seriously. Yeah, yes, <laughs> he does. Yeah, I bet, I bet. <laughs> awesome. Hey, uh, let's welcome our next caller, John Arminio. John, pleasure to see you. It's been a while. Hope you're doing well. I'm well. It's a pleasure to see you, John. Thanks for having me on. Hey. What Absolutely. room are you in? I remember you being in a red room, and now it's blue. Are you in a different uh, room? I, I changed rooms, actually, oh, yes. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to paint it every primary week. colors. <laughs> <laughs> Redesign. Yeah. <laughs> What's on your mind tonight, John? Uh, I just had a question for Fred. You know, you were talking about in doing deep research into characters and even dreaming about, or e- even in the voice of these characters, and you played so many characters with deep histories and backstories like Hulk or Megatron. Sure. Is it ever difficult to find the mental space to go from character to character to character with all these, you know, deep histories? Um, you mean like just to go from project to project? Yes. Or, I, you know, surprisingly not if you've done it a lot and you've played, let's say, Mega, like Hulk or Megatron a lot. You, you kind of, they're almost like um, inhabiting a suit, you know, like an actor dons on, you know, costume or whatever. With voice acting, it's all in your mind. And so each character kind of has a blueprint. And so I, I, for example, Hulk is a good example. There's about seven different kinds of Hulk that I've done, you know, from the very bestial, scary, like, oh, wow, he's a feral weapon to kind of like, no, I'm actually pretty smart. You know, like, like that guy, there's a, there's a big range. And I would say you start to get familiar with where it sits in your throat and in your head. Um, It can be confusing in the beginning. When you're starting a new character, yes. And I always have to ask for reference. Voical? Voical? That's what I'm going to call it now. (laughs) Voical reference. Now, you do have to have that just to kind of remind yourself, if you haven't played a character in a while, what pitch he's in and what rhythm. Like, I always remember the character, but sometimes you might forget the... uh, the sound that you had in the, 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 actually the, literally the pitch, how high or high, low, I, I can't speak. Do I speak? You're how a voice high, actor. I'm a, I can't do it. I'm going to get back to my water. Um, how high or high, low. Um, whereas, uh, um, but you're right. It is a mental state. You just have to remind yourself sometimes. Um, but again, the more you do it, the easier it is to slip right into it and get into that character pretty quick. Um, just harder in the beginning, but it's, uh, it's, it's shockingly not as hard as you might think, <laughs> you know, okay. it really is. I, I it surprised me too, actually. <laughs> I would have thought it'd be, it is a little weird if you haven't done a character in a long time and you did like a video, especially with video games, you know, the, something you haven't done in six years and someone says, can you do that voice and do the thing? You're like, Oh, Remind me who he was. Oh, yeah, no, I remember him now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I was maybe exaggerating a little bit, but not much, when I say that uh, people, if you haven't gone and looked at Fred's IMDb list, it, it is just like, extraordinary oh, the amount of work that yeah. you've done. It's like 800-something? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's a ridiculous number of credits and they are all over the map. Uh, so I, I could just imagine that there would be some challenge going from character to character, but just remembering from one to another. If somebody asked you, remember that thing, you got one from 800 to pick from. <laughs> so Yeah, it gets tricky. Yeah. It gets tricky at Comic-Cons and, and conventions where someone says, can you do Plagueis 5? And you're like, I, I, can you, can I? And if I look him up, if I look him up and I, I see it, I go, oh, yes, now I got him. Once I see it, uh-huh. uh, thank God for the YouTubes. Also, yeah. I keep a lot of recordings of auditions and things I've done. So if I have to go back, I can have a resource of, of – it's why my email is packed. People are like, why do you have so many email? I just – I have everything saved because sure. I have to sometimes yeah. go back and find something yeah. that people don't have. So, um, Do you uh, remember Steve? Do you remember Steve from Lower Steve. Decks? Steve, I do. Because <laughs> yes. I think, listen, I yes. listen, I think he might like, he might be my favorite, ironically. Like, <laughs> you like Steve? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really... He was cool. That was recent, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So obviously he's easy to remember. For those of you who don't remember, Steve is the guy that was like, Wolf of 359 was an inside job. I can't do the voice. He can. Yeah, right. Kind of up in here, right? Wasn't it? Was it yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it was really up in here. Yeah, he's kind of a, yeah. Kind of a <laughs> freaky, nerdy guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, he's okay because you, you brought it to my attention, to my, my head. But yeah, that wasn't that long ago. So that's good. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> See that—that's the injustice. Here. That's the injustice of lower decks. Is that you know, Shax gets killed. Steve's still out there spinning some weird conspiracy Absolutely. about that, what it was an inside job. Up. It was. <laughs> I know it was. Hey, yeah. The Dominion War was fake or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no lunar landing. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> oh god. That's well, so, I'm so glad you brought him up. Thank you. I he's. I mean, I it liked was, him too. It well. just the thing is, is that character like came out of left field, and I it was did. like. Oh, <laughs> that's a statement. It, it, did, it did for all of us, too. It, it, yeah. it, it, I mean, it really was. It was like, are you guys really doing this? Okay, cool. I thought it might have been a gag reel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, this was a joke, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, on a similar vein here, uh, Paul asks in the chat, what is Fred's best? And, and again, you probably have a lot to pick from. So uh, Fred's best public voice interaction with civilians who recognized his voice. So... Uh, obviously, people at Comic Con, or maybe just out in the rest of the world, but recognize like, is that a, voice. Is that a thing, though? Because, like, Fred, don't you like the the whole like you're not supposed to be recognizable. You're like you're supposed to be doing like mm. right. For- mm. Sometimes people, it's amazing when it happens. It really is, and they go, "Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait." Oh, oh and then they can't uh, like really place uh, it. Oh, wait, huh? Hold on. Are you, you know, or, or and and some some characters I play are a little closer, like if it's Soldier seventy six or something, and or whatever from Overwatch. Or it, some people can hear my voice and go, "Wait a minute, I know who you are." Or mm. or it, it it is, it does happen sometimes, and it's a very, it's it's it shocks me. It really in a good way. I mean, I, I am not somebody that people see on the street. Oh, that's that guy, you know, and. and it uh, makes you feel good that someone says, "Hey, yeah, you were, you were that guy." Oh, wow, cool, yeah. And it and it's, it is surprising though. <laughs> I'm like, how did you know that? <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but you you did 
you did voiceover work for Robot Chicken, yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Much of the Star Trek. <laughs> and you did you did Shatner and Nimoy. I, and... I did. Yes, I did. Yes. I, I said this is going to be so funny. I'm talking to Roddenberry. We're doing we're doing this uh, stuff and, and and all my stuff on Robot Chicken. It's <laughs> just so irreverent. Oh, oh, you can let it come out here. Trust me. It's our only hope, Captain. Captain. Uh-huh. As Captain, you have to say Captain, I'm Leonard Nimoy. You know, like there's that thing, you know, right? Wow. It's like, yes. And William Shatner's my favorite. You know, like he is some wonderful. I mean, just fantastic, right? And uh, I've been such a fan of both of those guys forever. It's just so funny to play. We had Robot Chicken episodes, and Seth uh, Green, and, Green and Michael Sunrich. They write such funny. They were. They said, "No, you are. You are a Star Trek guy." <laughs> so it's like all these crazy stuff happening and uh captain kirk has to talk to the gorn talks you know and it's really by the way what was the was it the the gorn eye disco ball you're gonna get yes. that's great yeah. god i hope yeah. one day we've wanted that for that no one's gonna make that but and, we've wanted it for many years i have to say i got a little starstruck with william shatner uh First of all, there's two great stories, and I wish I, I had the presence of mind to do this. A friend of mine, big Trekkie, got got on – it was at Comic-Con and got on, on an elevator with William Shatner. And no one else was there, and he doesn't know what to say. So as the elevator doors were shutting, he went, bridge. <laughs> and William goes, now, that's, that's very funny. No one's ever done that. That is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was at uh, the Annie Awards, and he was announcing my name, uh, uh, you know, just because I think John DiMaggio and I had to get up and present something. And he said, and I'm, the American pronunciation is Fred Tattashore, but my spelling is T-A-T-A-S-C-I-O-R-E. And William Shatter looks at it and goes, no, no, his name is Fred Tattashore. <laughs> and I was just, and that's the, pr- that's the right pronunciation oh really and i had to get on stage and i said hold on everybody captain kirk is the only one who's pronounced my name properly you know like like actually got it so sabotage this right (laughs) i was really i was like wow (laughs) he he probably speaks italian for all you know what i mean but it was just it was just i was like i gotta tell him (laughs) that's amazing hey john uh any uh other Questions, comments, thoughts before we say goodnight? Um, is, I guess, is there a character that you've created that, you know, you weren't stepping into a legacy character like like a Hulk that you're particularly proud of creating that you feel a special connection to? Wow, yeah, there are, there are a few. You mean like not ones that I actually create, but like that was a new character that yes, was written yes. and I yeah, jumped in. New I loved uh, the Troll Hunters. I loved Arg. I loved a lot of that. I have to say, and you know, not just because I'm I'm not trying to pander. I love Shacks. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's as opposed to non-legacy characters. There's some other ones that people might not know. Um, they're they're ones that are actually coming out really soon that are not released yet. There was a show called Planet Sheen that I I don't know if anyone knows it. It was a Jimmy Neutron thing uh, spinoff, and and I played the emperor of this planet. I had so much fun because he was this little tiny thing. I was doing a kind of my Paul Freeze meets Orson Welles. And he was this little tyrant of a king. 
And I thought it was, I wonder what the poor people are doing. You know, like it was just like, and it was, it was so much fun to play. You know? Oh, um, my God. There, uh, let me think if there's other ones. Um, gosh, there are, there are so many that I, I got to connect to. Uh, a lot of that happens in video games, too. Uh, you know, it was uh, uh, Gears of War, uh, Bear, Damon Baird, uh Soldier 76 for Overwatch, uh, Zeratul uh, from Star. Well, actually, no, I jumped into that one. Sorry. I'm just trying to think. Other ones that were, um, uh, let me think. Non Steve, a- the Dominion War was fake. <laughs> yeah, right? Steve. <laughs> or one of my favorite aliens I got to play was the little energy particle. In, in, in and that was it was kept being broken oh, apart. Yeah, that was you. Yes. Oh, a lot of people god. don't know that. Oh my Lo god! Behold, you will become me. <laughs> you, know, like, you were, but you were Landu too. Like you, Landru. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, you were Landru. You like stepped yeah. into. I mean, that's a step in. Sorry, that doesn't. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean, though. There's so there. Yeah, there there are a few. There's another. Uh, there's a Disney character called Soggy Joe. On Amphibia that I'm really having fun with. He's just like, he's a sort of British, another frog type character. But he's all, and he looks like he's an explorer. But he's just got a Shakespearean, he's got his tremendously encyclopedic knowledge of things. And that, I've really enjoyed that. There's a, there's a bunch. You get, every now and then you get to do that. And, and it's, uh, I'm sure as soon as this interview's over, I'm going to be like, why didn't I think of that, of course? Uh, no, look, I mean, it was already a big hit in the chat. The the whole Paul Freeze meets Orson Welles. Uh, <laughs> right. is a big, uh, to which David is saying, oh, man, bust out the California champagne. Because oh, yeah. that is the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 French champagne with a bottle dated in the thing. Does he do anything? Oh, God, My favorite part, though, is there's just, a moment in that recording where he's like, goes, nah. <laughs> French champagne, you know, and and it's so sad because he's one of my heroes. You know, it's like yeah, I, yeah. I laugh, but he's still a, he's still a hero, heroic genius. <laughs> Those poor actors next oh, to him, great. dead silent, trying to not make a noise, Absolute opening the top and... of that bottle and just slowly pouring. Like, oh God, mm-hmm. is he going to get it right? Is uh, it's. <laughs> You can feel the tension on that set. I love you can, it, and you can see the when it did, when it went right. They actually mm-hmm. have the, the. It's great. He's yeah. awesome. Yes, <laughs> I mean, yes. it's just like yeah. No, again, he's he's one of my yeah. He's 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 an artistic hero. It's still, but like you know, you had a, you have a, you had a real rough day that day. Yeah, <laughs> you know? clearly. <laughs> but like so many of us use that you know, like for for that energy to become whatever you need. You see, <laughs> right? <laughs> I am so impressed with your dialects because I did musical theater for many years oh, and had to take a lot of dialect classes, and I was terrible at it. Oh, gosh. Dialects are a – oh, man, that's like a thing unto itself. That is yeah. study that yeah. – and it's incredible. I mean, but you know, as speaking Klingon, and <laughs> like seriously, though, there are the – and it, it never ends. You know, that you can always improve. It's It always comes up. <laughs> Klingons luckily are just like sort of like angry and loud and as a yes. tiny human I'm only four foot ten so like right. I'm a tiny human so right. like I just like I can pull that out of like just being loud I can pull that mm. out of myself but can we hear it <laughs> uh, 
I actually taught everybody how to say uh, bless you in Klingon last week. <laughs> how did it go? Nice. So not understand. <laughs> you are not a warrior, Captain. <laughs> I say that like somebody will sneeze in the like grocery store and I'll say that and I'll catch myself and be like, oh, shh. They don't know what I'm talking about. That's so funny. They have no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but if they do, how cool. They're like, oh, my God, you speak Klingon. Uh, I, pff, I, that's not happened yet. But we used to scream it back and forth down, like, the uh, the hallway of the archive. Like, somebody would sneeze in one of their offices, and we would just yell it down. That's like, so <laughs> funny. Do you speak the others? Do you learn uh, Vulcan and Romulan? I think I know. Three, right? I know some Vulcan. And, and, I mean, Romulan is sort of similar because they're, you know, cousin. Sure. But yeah. uh, I mean, mostly Klingon is is what I yeah. know because it's the Vulcan most flushed out. Yeah, Vulcan. Yeah, exactly. Vulcan. I always thought sounded great. I had to just do a little bit of Vulcan. It's because mm. it sounds like Gaelic in Hebrew. Yeah, Vulcan's mm. really pretty. It's cool. almost like it's yeah. reminiscent to me. It's reminiscent some mm. some aspects of it are reminiscent of Elvish from Lord of the Rings, which is oh also yes. a fleshed out language that is fictional. Yeah. Um. So I think that Klingon and uh, Elvish are sort of on par with each other and sort of like in terms of how fleshed out they are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they. Vulcan is is a lot like Elvish. Yeah. It's very pretty. It's gorgeous. I was like, wow. And their their and their letters are pretty too. And like Klingon oh. letters are like <laughs> brat, like they match the actual guttural noises. Oh, I know they're great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the predator stuff. Every time you see predator stuff, language, you know, written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a very aggressive language. Yes. yes. Uh, hey, we have just a couple of minutes left here tonight. John, I want to thank you for uh, calling in tonight and uh, yeah. chatting with our guest, Fred Tatashore. Uh, we will see you again soon, I hope. Take it care. It's been an absolute privilege. Thank you. Hey, nice talking to you. So, nice to meet you. you. Hey, uh, before we say goodnight, and obviously we've talked about you know the breadth of your work in TV and film and animation and games, I have to just uh, selfishly switch gears here for a moment because I, I believe that Holly and I both know a thing or two about Disney theme parks. Oh. And <laughs> I was like, what do we know about? Oh, oh, we know about Disney theme we parks. We do, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I just, I, you know, some of the list here, uh, Darth Vader, Groot, uh, Darth Vader on the Star Tours attraction, uh, yes. Soren, Space Mountain. You're the voice of yes. Space Mountain. I mean, come on. It was the, it, it's the most normal voice I've ever. Welcome back, space travelers, in 10. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's background stuff going but like really my the, like what i did for that was like the most normal voice like i've ever done it was just like what? but wh- i want to what, hmm? what voice are you on soren though uh oh oh god uh, uh sword around you mean the cal the the flying yeah yeah, yeah. I, it's sometimes it's california and sometimes it's yeah, the world i play the, I a lot of different things but mo- the one you'll hear me is the skier going woohoo <laughs> <laughs> and a few others. The most surreal experience for me was uh, going to the park and meeting Darth Vader. And I'm always critical of my own, you know, them. So I'm hearing the James Earl mm-hmm. Jones, you know, I'm hearing. And so I'm, 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 I, I hear it. I'm waiting in line and I meet him and there it is. And we recorded so much Vader because hmm. it's an amazing thing that these guys have to do. They they launch the voice in the suits and they can talk to you. And right. and um, I had to bring the can here, you know. 
I don't know if I'm allowed to be talking about this during a Star Trek thing, <laughs> but like, but, but I, 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 so I, um, you have to do David Prowse hand too, if you know, um, yeah. but, uh, so the guy was in the costume with me and I'm with my wife and I'm meeting <laughs> Darth Vader and, and I'm hearing my own voice being spoken back to me. And it was just so surreal. It was just the word meta, you know, it was just like, this is odd. And I kind of knew what to tell him because I remember recording a bunch of stuff. So I said, uh, my lord, you know, like immediately you have to do the whole like, my lord, I found the rebel spy. He's like, good, see to it that she no longer does what she, you know, (laughs) whatever. It's just like, take her to the thing. And I'm like, "Eh." my wife's looking at me like, what are you doing? Wow. Wow. Take her away. Yeah. (laughs) There's just, there's something so cool. Like, uh, obviously, the the bits that you've recorded as an actor on film, on TV, those have uh, a very long lifespan. And it is something that people, you know, years from now can go back and watch your work. There's something very different to me about a theme park where, I mean, you're narrowing in on maybe just a few seconds of dialogue or story that's being told. Right. Uh, but it, it's literally an environment that the, the, the guests, the audience is in and experiencing yes. live for yes. that moment. You know, and, and it's that, a strange theater. It is. Yeah. It is. It's really unlike anything, and um, I'm I'm so impressed. Now, the next time at Disneyland, which hopefully will be very soon, I right. will listen for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, if it's yeah, who knows what it'll be, what configuration it'll be at this end. You know, the thing is, nothing ever yeah. stays too long. But right, it's an honor right. to do it. But it was just it, one of the things that occurred to us while recording it was uh, that it's for kids. So we had to do one set of recordings of Vader being a little nicer. Like, oh, like, because he didn't want to scare yeah, kids. Right. So he, he'll just be like, your training is very good. You know, when, you're, <laughs> when you complete your training, you'll find me. You know, like that. Whereas, like, there would be, uh, for teenagers and adults, it would be like, I sense there's a traitor among us. You know, like, and then <laughs> it got really scary. Nice. You know? nice. Yeah. Different oh. levels. And so, hey, look, uh, we'll just we'll have to wrap it up. Back tonight. to Star and Trek. Ju- <laughs> well, well ju- just a couple of, uh, I mean, I, I think, honestly, that is the way we cap it off. Uh, but I will read just a couple of last comments here. Carlos says, I want him to live in my headphones. And Ashley oh. says, can we get Fred to voice our GPS devices now? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> that would be a cool gig, right? That or at least the horns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nice. Uh, Fred, thank you so much. Uh, This has been an absolute pleasure. Um, Holly, as always, pleasure to work with you. And uh, I guess all that remains to be said is that Mission Log Live is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. Technical production on Mission Log Live is by the intractable Earl Green. Be sure to visit podcast.roddenberry.com for the latest from Roddenberry Podcast. If you'd like to support Mission Log directly, give us a look at patreon.com slash mission log. Thank you so much to everyone who joined us live or later. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we look forward to talking with you next week. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.